Hey, future applauders. Do you like talking about movies? Like smart movies? Dumb movies? Science fiction movies? Horror movies? Fantasy movies? Do you like listening to people talk about a movie longer than it would take you to actually watch the movie? Do you sit with your friends and rant at great length about things you're passionate about? You may be interested in Shocked and Applaud. Join us while we go through peculiar movies, traditional movies, movies that we just like, movies that we find are sort of like, huh? Do we follow somebody on social media and then they posted about a movie and we're just going to watch it now? Sure, why not? Our podcast is completely unscripted, so you're going to stumble through things with us because we stumble a lot. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk about what's problematic, but really it comes down to talking about movies. You can visit us at shockedandapplaud.com, on Twitter at shockedapplaud, and Facebook at shockedandapplaud. We hope to see you there. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to a special 420 edition of Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we're focusing on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and especially on this day, (laughs) we are a 420 podcast period, I guess, on 420. So whatever you have weed-related, edibles, bongs, blunts, whatever, vape, vapage, Delta 8, Delta 10, smoke it if you got it. And we certainly got it. Right, guys? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, we, we've got all the, all the weedage. <laughs> we're, we're high enough, I feel like, but I don't know. Are, are we ever high enough? No, I, I don't think so, honestly. Right, Robert? Is that such a thing? To be oh, by the way, a wild Robert just appeared. Oh yeah, like magic. <laughs> Speak up into the magic. microphone, it's Robert. Magic. It's magic. It's magic. It's fucking magic. I can't believe it's magic, dude. How did this happen? How did we get Robert Ortagon in the studio? Guess y'all hogtied me, roofied me. I don't know. The return of the king. I don't know what you guys like to do. Well, Marishka Hargate, Robert. Marishka Hargate, friend. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it, man. God damn it. So, what are we talking about today? Evil Bong. Evil Bong. Yeah, we are stoned and we're talking about Evil Bong. We are going back into Full Moon Features evil territory bong. here, right? Yeah, this definitely feels like a Full Moon Feature. You can you can just tell, even before the cameos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just even with the, uh, the title sequence, which, by the way, is... A little, little long. It's obviously that they're. It's obvious that they're padding this movie a lot. You know, it's really obvious. Yeah. And and also, I mean, it's a weird effect as well as all that green smoke. <laughs> yeah, you those know? weird like intermissions are just weird. It's it, it makes it feel very sitcommy. I oh very sitcommy. I mean, 
Robert, you're you're pretty much the original Full Moon aficionado here, man. Like, when did you first watch Evil Bong? Um, I think it was at I found it in like a three or four pack at the Dollar General. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, it was one of the first times I saw it. Probably when Netflix was first out. I bet that it came with something like Demonic Toys and Ginger Dead Man, right? Something yeah, it came with a... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of those weird like movie three-packs, especially from Full Moon, that you could find at Dollar General to this day. It had no case, that cardboard cover. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like the, dollar, little, yeah. the little $1 Hidden Treasures yeah, release or exactly, whatever. Exactly, dude. Oh, yeah, it's very easy to come across some interesting movies doing that. I've even come across Criterion movies. Like I, I have the movie Gamora. And I got that for just a dollar fifty at fucking Dollar General. You know that there are about like eight of these, plus a couple of like crossovers. Ooh, eight of these evil bong movies. Yeah, <laughs> I I could maybe do the next couple. I I just don't know about the rest of them. You get know, the, get the whole box set, right? Get the whole box. Yeah, there is a box set, right? There's a, a stash yeah. box. There's a stash know. box, and then there's another whole box set. Yeah, and it comes Ginger like Deadman versus uh, Evil Bong might be pretty pretty cool though. Oh, Robert, remember when we watched uh, Ginger Deadman at your place? Yeah, that one time that movie just de- defeated me in so <laughs> many ways. Oh my lord! Think, uh, what was that other one, Ginger Deadman, like Saturday Night Fever or something? Oh, that's shit. the one I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know, <clears throat> man. I don't know. I haven't really seen any of the other Evil Bong or really much of the other Ginger Dead Man movies. Like, yeah. I think I've seen more of the Killjoy movies. Yeah, those. I've seen all three of those. Yeah. And Killjoy, especially the first one, is a kind of interesting movie. But, you know, this one is actually, to me, it doesn't feel like a horror movie, really. It, it, it's more of a hangout movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like half baked or something. It's like half baked or even dazed and confused in a way. Yeah, well, yeah. I was yeah. expecting this might be like the first like stoner horror movie I've ever seen, and it, it's not really a horror movie. It's it's basically a stone, just a stoner movie with a little bit of exploitation. Yeah, it's very much an exploitation movie in certain parts, like especially when you go into the inner world of the bong itself, EB's world, I guess. Which is very obviously just a nightclub or a strip club that they rented. <laughs> like, I mean, Charles Band, he only spent like a week making this movie. Like literally seven days. <laughs> it shows. It shows. Yeah. And a big part of that is they really relegate a lot of these scenes to just a few uh, a few scenes and a few uh, a few places, you know. That's great, though, man. Yeah. It is great. I mean, it's it's good, efficient filmmaking. If you want to make something like really, really low budget, you know, which it kind of brings up, you know, a lot of the stuff that Troma did. Yeah, yeah it kind of kind of got me thinking about us doing our own stoner film, short, short or something. Short oh film. man, still got to write it, and then yeah, yeah, definitely. We just got to write it. We just got to fi- figure out. The characters and everything. Damn it. Because that is the thing about stoner movies like this is that, you know, they tend to be very character driven, you know, because, you know, they have to be the agent through where, you know, weed actually influences the plot. And this movie is no different here. Although the the main the main protagonist here, uh, protagonist coon here (laughs) is uh, Alistair. What's his nuts? What's his last name? McDowell. I think McDowell. Alistair McDowell. 
Like really, really chintzy, pretentious sounding name. Yeah. But he is he's a very straight laced kind of nerdy character. Like he's very well spoken, obviously well read. Like apparently he's uh, majoring in science, like physics, and also minoring in like uh, metaphysics. So he's like trying to, you know, basically he's trying to be scientific, but also I guess keep an open mind about shit, kind of. Like, yeah, but well, like transcendentalism and whatnot. He never does agree to partake in weed, other than you know the, the one time, the one time that he does yeah. it to save the chick. But like, he never does like give in, I guess, to the temptation or whatever. It's funny this movie doesn't even really take a stance. I mean, by the end of it, we don't really you know know. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're you're saying. I mean, it's it's not necessarily. I, I don't know. I think that later on the speech that Alistair gives, he does kind of inject a little bit of a libertarian edge to the stance on weed, maybe. Yeah. You know, the whole idea of like, hey, you know what? It, this is a free country. You should be able to, you know, if it's not going to harm you, take some type of inebriant. You know, you should be free to do so. So, you know, it does kind of touch on that a little bit. I mean, I don't know how, how much of that is Charles Brand or how much of that is, uh, or Charles Band, I think his name. I, I don't know how much of that is him versus the writer versus just, you know, the story itself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, maybe it is taking something of a stance as far as legalization is concerned. That's true. But the weird thing is that it frames it as, you know, EB being the really oppressive force there. That's the, that's the weird part of that. Right. Now, I mean, the the sequence here that's on screen right now is we have the grandfather character, Cyrus. This guy is, is just, he is a fucking MVP in this movie. Let me tell you, he he just comes in here and he just tells everyone that they're a piece of shit. <laughs> like straight up. Like straight, just straight up. He's like, my grand, my grandson is a deviant pervert and a, like very flowery language used here. Oh, it's your dad? <laughs> no, my dad's not nearly that articulate. No, he's, or, uh, he's ripped torn. No, yeah, he's more ripped torn from Freddy Got Fingered, who's just more of a general asshole. I think this dude, he just had high hopes in his grandson, and since he didn't live up to those high hopes, he just kind of cuts him down. You know, that that's kind of what it is. So maybe he's actually somewhat of a nuanced character. And then I love the fact that he brings up that he got married and he's playing his wife up and his wife is age appropriate, like maybe even a little older than him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's this old lady with a cane. She comes in. She basically takes a nap the first second that she sits down. When we were watching the behind the scenes feature, it's actually really funny. Like they, they're trying to ask her, like, do you know what a bong is? And she's like, oh, I is a, I you know, she's like says something that's completely different. Oh, or, she's she's just such a sweet old lady. You know, it's no like, idea. How can you ask, how can you ask her what a bong is? <laughs> Come on. Maybe certain maybe beyond a certain generation. They the grandma might say something, but. This was years ago, man. I mean, this was in like the early 2000s, right, Robert? Somewhere around that time? 2006. Yeah, pretty early. Yeah, 2006. 2006. So, yeah, around mid-20s, mid to late 20s, mid to late 20s, mid to late 2000s, I should say. We're, we're in the 20s right now. <laughs> See, that's how stoned we are right now. We're even mixing up dates here. God damn it. And is any of this going to be edited? <laughs> no, nope. it's not going to be fucking edited. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I might, 
I might go through it and take a few things out. I don't know, but you know, yeah. it just depends on how how sober I am. <laughs> but yeah, the, the grandfather is actually a pretty cool character. Let's talk about some of the characters in this movie. We already talked about Alistair, the protagonist. You know, he's very, very square, straight laced, doesn't even really touch the stuff until later on. I mean, I think that he's likable enough. Yeah, and he plays the straight man. You know, yeah, he's he's not you know trying to be you know really towards my boy gets it he does man he does (laughs) he actually gets the uh the smart uh, blonde girl damn janet was all over him oh yeah janet janet was all about him like pretty much from the get-go and what about janet's janet's friend uh what's what's her name luann luann by by robin sydney what was that about like she gets horny and then she just starts freaking out. <laughs> like I'm just like, lady, take Pogo a stick. chill pill. I don't know. Like if you've ever seen a woman really upset because she's not getting dick. Yeah, but that's a whole nother level, man. Yeah, I mean, that's different. <laughs> oh yeah. That's- she she literally grabs a fucking pogo stick and starts jumping on it, like making it like she it's getting her off and. It, this is like in front of everybody, and I'm just like, Charles Band, what is this? Where where did this come from? Like, why why are we doing this? What? I mean, what, is it was she supposed to be stoned? Is is that is that what the the evil bong does to stoned horny people? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Kind of like yeah. a kind of like a Newcomb High joint. Yeah, and then there's the there's the grandson himself, Larnell. Yeah, he he's he's obviously, you know, kind of just really really chill, just a total bro. You know, he's not really going he, he's not really, you know, that up, you know, out there, you He know? doesn't he he's not as extreme a caricature as his other two roommates are. Yeah, like the jock dude. Like the jock Brett, you know. Oh, Brett is such a jock, is such an asshole. Like he he breaks uh, Bachman's with uh Bachman's uh, seashell. Which is fucked up. He can't. He can't listen to the sea anymore, Robert. Mm-hmm. How's that gonna happen, man? Mm. How are you gonna take the sea away? The sea, bro. The sea, bro. Damn. And Bachman, man. Let's Bachman. Fucking Bachman. You know your typical surfer, bro. Just it's like <laughs> monkey. But it's like he's totally just a fucking bro, man. He is so high, and he's just he's just gonna. He's, he's pretty much the dude on the couch. Yeah, that's that's what he is. He's the dude on the couch, <laughs> and and you know he is definitely the dude that you want to score the good weed from, right? And of course, let's talk about the evil bong itself. A- at first, it doesn't look like much. It just it, it's obviously a fake bong. Like in the uh, in the behind the scenes featurette, they showed that. Like, Charles Band literally went out and bought this 30-year-old bong that's been sitting up in a head shop for, like, decades. And he pretty much, he even, like, taped it up and said, do not prop, do not use, and everything. <laughs> it's like, I mean, how many of your staff are using that shit, Charles? He's like, uh-huh. and are, are you holding? <laughs> but, yeah, he sent it to his special effects guy, and, yeah, they crafted the uh, EB herself. And I think the design is, it's unique. It, it's kind of interesting because 
she's kind of more of like a hookah in a way. Yeah, yeah, she it is an interesting bong, right? It's got like the like what looks like hookah hoses. Are are there bongs that you can buy like that? Like, oh yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the weird thing is, is that typically a hookah is going to have the bowl on top of the apparatus. Right. You know, like it's not going to have it on the side like a normal bong. Like, like, like we have a bong right here on our desk. It's like it's just a basic acrylic bong, you know, upright. It has the stem, you know, on the side and everything. I mean, I guess that there are some pipes that might work that way. But no, typically you know, a, hookah, a hookah type is going to have the, bo- the bowl at the top. I don't know. Yeah. They they sell that model actually, right? You can buy it. I can't tell if it's a actual working bong or if it's just a prop. I mean, Robert, didn't you bring up something like that on the internet? Like, what? Yeah. What did you see? <laughs> were were they props or were they actual? I think it's just a prop, dude. Really? Yeah. I mean, it would be really awesome if some glass blower actually really made a full scale ver- like a copy of this bong. That would be awesome. See we that we 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 need it for a collection. Yeah, it would be a total collector's piece. I, I I wouldn't even want to try to smoke out of that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean there's some people like they'll they'll buy smoking pieces as, you know, artwork, you know, shit that shit that you do not even want to touch even a dab on, you know? Like like hundreds hundred dollar apparatuses and it's just like that just belongs behind glass or Hand something. Hand blown you know? one of a kind stuff. Yeah, one of a kind shit, yeah. you know, real craftsmanship, yeah. like art like an artisanal product, you know. And it's like some motherfuckers will try to smoke out of those things. It's like, what are you doing, man? What the fuck are you doing? But this this bong, it's it's originally implied that the owner was deceased, that that it was a dead person's bong, and you know I guess that kind of adds to the whole aura, the the haunted aura of the bong. But eventually, these guys buy it, and it turns out that it was Tommy Chong's bong. It yeah, Fuck Tommy, yeah. fucking Tommy Chong, man. We'll get to him in here in a little bit, and and he comes into the movie and tries to help defeat the bong. But I mean, as a character, it's like she's kind of interesting, you know. Like she's very much uh, voiced in the as a style of a sassy black woman, right? One hundred percent. She has the voice and everything, but. I mean, it's it's interesting that her inner space, it's like this really weird sexualized fucking uh, dimension, you know, like the bong world, the bong world. Like, that's very weird because everybody goes there. There's all these strippers just dancing naked the whole time with, you know, I'm talking about women with just straight up, you know, the bolted on breast look, you know. Like total, like total, obviously, you know, implants, you know, not that there's anything wrong with implants. Nope, not at all. If you have them, you have them. It was whatever. Hey, you know? titties are titties. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we are, we are pro, we, we are pro, you know, free the nip here, dude. We're free the nipple. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I love yeah. seeing women's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> but also... Another weird thing, and, th- and that's another interesting point about this movie, is that the the bomb world has a lot of characters from other Full Moon movies, right? Oh yeah, like uh, like Doll Man or something. No, yeah, we have a Doll Man and a dude from Trancers at one point. Trancers. And, and one, the Ginger Dead Man. We have the Ginger Dead Man showed up, and oh, he fucking pretty much jacks off. 
and shit. And it's like <laughs> this dude's like just like Brett's just watching him jack off, like smoking, just like yeah, bro. It's like it's like do we need the ginger dead man jacking off in this movie? Well, then <laughs> then you have the little dude from uh, he's the vampire hunter from uh, I think what was the movie called? I forget what it was called, but it has the dude that was uh, he was a vampire hunter in that. It's like. You have, you have Bill Mosley show up out of nowhere, Chop Top himself out of nowhere, not as Chop Top, of course. And then you have one of the demonic toys out of nowhere. Ooh. And also one of the dolls from Doll Gra- Graveyard, a.k.a. Dolls. So it's it's kind of like this weird, you know, love letter to Charles Band Full Moon movies. You know, yeah, I I'm, so. I'm surprised that, you know, Toulon from fucking goddamn Puppet Master didn't show up and, <laughs> with, with his uh, box of puppets. The Toulon puppets. Probably yeah. in one of the sequels, right? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Probably. I mean, hell, there's even a Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, man, how do they fight each other? That would be interesting. Gotta watch that. And what does that mean with for the cameo here in this movie? Like... I mean, was that setting up the uh, the ginger dead man rivalry somehow? <laughs> are they like, are they setting up the the full moon universe? Well, it's pretty much it pretty much is a full moon universe, I the guess. Full moon it's, cinematic universe. Yeah, I, I guess it is. I mean, look at all the characters that just show up here out of nowhere. You know, that explains it. It, it totally explains it. it. It's it's its own cinematic universe. But you know, that's kind of something that's weird about Charles Band is that. He always had a style to him where he was always kind of dealing with like miniature monsters or killers or whatever, you know, like Puppet Master or Doll Graveyard or Demonic Toys or or even with like the children's uh, movies that came out under the their other uh, label, like Prehysteria that that had like tiny dinosaurs in it. Like for some reason, he's always made movies that had like these uh, little puppet type uh, creatures in them for some reason he, he's pretty much like the uh he, he's pretty much the progenitor like the godfather of that style of movie and oh no yeah here's the other weird thing is like these people are pretty much killed one by one as they go into eb's world and they're, they're mainly killed by way of breast by way of like, like they all the women have these bras that have sure. like fucking either sharks or uh, skulls or, or something that ends up like biting. Biting off at one point, this uh, one woman's boobs have a fucking mouths on them, uh-huh. and then I guess they whip it out and she goes down on it with the. Uh-huh. It doesn't show it, but it goes down with it with the titty mouth and it bites it off. <laughs> And, and the shark one, it, it just bites an a, a arm off, pretty much. Right. But I don't get it because the weird thing is, at the end of the movie, all of that is fucking negated. Yeah, everybody everybody comes back, and they, they're all alive. It's like, well, what was the point of killing everybody then? Was it just so we can kind of sort of call this a horror movie? It, it's for that narrative structure of the characters getting picked off one by one, but then, you know, at the end, no consequences because maybe we want to bring these characters back for a sequel. Yeah, but th- <laughs> does that make this a... S- Robert, does that make this a slasher? Is that what this is supposed to be, kind of? I don't know. Maybe they're reborn again virgins after that. I don't know. I don't I don't get it either, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it kind of has that slasher element to it. It almost has, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street quality to it. So, I mean, technically... 
Yeah, right? Like a dream world thing. Yeah. Dream dream sequence. I don't yeah, know. Something <laughs> something to that degree. Huh. Huh. So maybe it's kind of a slasher. But when they when they get out of the bong, they all wake up right next to it, right? Yeah, yeah. They all wake up next to it. I, no, I think the bong is uh, pretty much disappeared by that point. So it's kind of like a Dream Warriors thing at the end. Almost Ooh, is kind of right. It, is is this like is this like a retelling of Dream Warriors? That's sick, dude. Like, is is yeah. the evil bong supposed to be like a stoner Freddy? That almost makes. Kind of makes a little bit of sense, right? That is cool. Or are we just that fucking stoned? I maybe don't fucking we're just, know. Maybe we're just thinking man. of cool shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It could be that we're just really that fucking baked and everything, but... Good theory, though. It is a good theory. But I I think that, honestly, the characters themselves are likable enough. I mean, I, I really like them. I mean, some of them are kind of douchebags. I still don't get homegirl's thing with the pogo stick. I I don't fucking get that. Like, no. why? Why did we have that? She degraded herself. No, I'm just kidding. She degraded herself. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker. Now, how do y'all think this works just as a stoner movie in general? So, like, what you're saying is, yeah, you're supposed to hit it from the top and not the yeah. bottom. Yeah, we're watching them use this. It's like, it's... it's those are hookah straws. Right? Yeah, th- those are those are hookah tubes, but they have the bowl all the way down at the bottom. Yeah. It's like, that shouldn't work, should it? I don't know. You know, because, I mean, you need suction there, and you wouldn't have suction with the open I've top. I've always seen it on the top with foil, right? It's always, yeah, with a bowl with foil on and it. Like, that's usually to burn the shisha. Burn the coals, right? Yeah, yeah, you burn the coals on the, on the shisha. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe yeah. They, they're using the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean... Oh no! I mean, it's a it's an interesting idea. I mean, I get it. They're trying to you know make the bong into more of a character than anything, but I mean, oh the, yeah, here's the weird, crazy, horny <laughs> sequence. It's like, oh, I mean, demisexual me is just like aloes are weird. <laughs> uh, it's like that. This is this is very weird well, to me. You know, at first it's like hell yeah, she's into it. And then after after not too long, it gets to the point where it's like, no, this is kind of weird. I'm not it's turned like, on anymore. No, I would I would probably <laughs> be like, okay, Chica, I th- I think you need to probably just kind of chill out. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe smoke a bowl and fucking just talk for a little bit. <laughs> you know, ha- have you ever seen weed have this effect on somebody? <laughs> maybe early on when it was early in my weed smoking <laughs> days maybe some some of the younger my younger friends would kind of get a little riled up we'll see everybody shit, else gets an immediate like indica effect from yeah. the evil bong <laughs> yeah i know everybody just instantly fucking just goes full on just you know days out mode and they just go to sleep and, and she she pretty much steals their life essence so in a way, the bong is smoking you. So yeah, the bong it, smokes you. In Soviet Russia, bong smoke you. In Soviet Russia, bong smoke you. <laughs> oh, come on. They don't have marijuana in Russia. That's would, right. That place would actually be cool if they had fucking weed <laughs> there. <laughs> right? Chill the fuck out. If they all just smoked the, the war against Ukraine, I mean, all that shit would be over. Everybody just I, get a bowl. U- Ukraine was all about that. I remember seeing a like there was a busload of refugees and there was this uh, CNN uh, international journalist trying to interview them. And this one guy goes, oh, you American, you American. 
It's like I smoke weed every day, legalize Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Smoke weed every day. I've been smoking all day since conflict began. Like straight up. And I'm just like, that guy knows how to get through a fucking conflict. You know what? There needs to be like a 420 miracle. You know how you hear about those like Christmas miracles where like the enemies come and like have Christmas together because it's Christmas Eve and they don't. And well, then that, the next that, day they kill each other. That actually happened. That, right. that was a real thing that happened. The Christmas truce. Right, right. Yeah. So you've heard about that. Okay. Yeah. Right. What what if that happened on 420? Like everybody just fucking forgot their shit and they all fucking smoked weed for a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be a good uh, good little story note to kind of bring up. That would that would be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I think that as a stoner movie, I mean, this pretty much it's it's very cheesy in that respect. Like but it's very laid back, like especially with the hangout movie element there, which I think was an interesting direction for uh, Charles Band to take here, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of different with, but it makes sense, you know, being that, you know, he had a limited budget and a limited amount of time to make this movie. And so they only used a couple of sets and, you know, they banged it out. And so like, yeah, they had to have everybody on set, like pretty much for a couple of, couple of days at a time, I'm sure. Yeah. Like Robert, if you had seven days to make a movie, like how would you really go about it? Like what would be the first thing that you do? Uh, crap. First of all, get a decent script together instead of, I don't know, you know the way I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just piecing it all together last minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we, we do kind of um, kind of put things together on the fly. Yeah, I'm just going to rewrite it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to rewrite it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, seven days, huh? Yeah, a full week. Actually, yeah, you need a great director with that. Yeah, you need a, a director who kind of knows what he's doing a little yeah. bit, who knows how to, you know, keep everything flowing, you know, keep the actors loosened up, you know, keep everybody happy. Flop house. Three stoners are looking for the ultimate high. Large bong for sale. Recently deceased owner claims it was possessed. Because if there's one thing this pad is lacking, it's a killer fucking bong, man. What they found is something sinister. It's the item you've been waiting for. Does my bong look different? It's the bong. And she gives you your dreams. Did you know where we are? But in this world, you get high, you die. I come to take you out, bitch. Only one thing is for certain she'll give you the munchies. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, Charles Band, he's been doing this shit for years, you know, like, I mean, since the 70s. Yes, yeah, since the 70s. So man. I mean, good to work with. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think that there was there's some uh, connection even with trauma there a little bit. 
you know. So, and also remember, he did the first troll movie. So, oh, okay. He, so he might be, he's kind of indirectly responsible for Troll 2. So, thanks for that, Charles. Okay, <laughs> Troll 2 is not licensed. <laughs> Troll 2 is amazing. Yeah. Troll 2 is is a revelation. <laughs> it is it is a revelatory movie. It it will it will change you. Yeah. Like like if you think Garbage Day is amazing, then yeah, going to Nilbog, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think finally let's go ahead and just talk about like I mean, just how does this work as a comedy? Because I mean, this is arguably a straight comedy. Comedy, yeah. like honestly, the the horror. It feels like the horror stuff is kind of tacked on a little bit. You know, this was meant to be, you know, really, really tongue in cheek and really cheesy from the get go. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Don't learn oh, yeah. friendly. Like how high? Um, what's that other one? Oh, uh, half baked and fucking half baked. Was you it? Know, David Mack or something. Oh shit! Go to high school. I don't know. Oh, are you talking about that fucking Wiz Khalifa and uh, Snoop, Dogg. Snoop Dogg movie? Yeah. Oh, that movie was fucking bunk. It was. <laughs> that that's actually probably going to be the one time if we ever do that as a 420 episode where it's going to be a bad movie review bad movie. because no, that's that's not a good movie at all. No, nah. it just isn't. Like it, it's not like Homegrown, which is like that's fucking yeah. That's Billy Billy Bob Thornton and shit. You I see know? what they're trying to do, like recapture that whole how high uh, camaraderie thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of camaraderie. Yeah, that's another like kind of hangout movie in its own right. The original. I don't know if you can outdo the original though. The the original how high? No. Nah. If that, you recall that that was one of our original 420 yeah. episodes. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Actually, watching the second one, dude. It's oh my god! I just wanted to turn it off. Like I I never. I never tried to watch the second <clears throat> one. What was it like? Um, it, uh, dude, it was really cheesy. I think I saw it on television, so everything was edited. So, um, I don't know. I think now we can download it if you want to see it. Yeah, maybe maybe we should check it out uh, eventually. Because I mean, you'll it, probably turn it too. I mean, sorry. <laughs> who who were the uh, two characters in that movie? Who played um, it? Probably some unknowns you'll never see again. Someone you'll never see again? Some unknowns. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. God damn it. Which I, I always hate that. But anyway, I think that we're going to go ahead and start giving our final thoughts. I mean, there's not a whole lot to really go into with this movie because, like we said, it was made in seven days. You know, it's pretty much just like a love letter to uh, Charles Band's other works, m- mainly. You know, and I mean, as a stoner movie, I think that it's watchable. Yeah. You know, I mean, Robert, what what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, yeah, see, I've only seen the first one. I think we need to go ahead and watch all the rest of them. Yeah, they're on Tubi. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. We might as well. But what, what, do you, what about this movie? This it? one? I hope that the rest of them are just as good as this one, really. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess that you could call this a good movie. It's not yeah. a, it's not a well, I mean, it's not a particularly well-made movie. Nah. It's, it's within the standards of full moon features. There you go. You know, but I, I think I get what you're saying there. Yeah, because uh, I don't like uh, 
I don't. I really don't like sequels that really can't keep up with the first ones. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. And I mean, this is another one of those franchises on Full Moon Features that has a lot of sequels. You know, kind of yeah. like Killjoy and uh, Puppet Master and yeah. Ginger Dead Man. You know, so so he, you could tell that Charles Band really leaned into this hardcore. You know, like if, if yeah. he's if he's making it part of like the official canon of his work, you know, he, he really leaned into it. And you could tell that, you know. And I mean, in many ways, it, it's cool that, you know, Band was able to have all these iconic characters, you know, not unlike Troma. You know, you know, with Troma, you have like, you know, the surf Nazis must die. You have the Cretans from Return, Nugum High. You have Toxie, Kabuki Man. Yeah. And here you have all these great characters like the demonic toys and like Ginger Dead Man. And I, I'm just I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't have any of the puppet master characters in there. Like you, you would have thought that you would have had them. That dude with the hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the one with the hook. He's got like a fisherman coat. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean what what what's your final take on it? Final take. Is it is it something worth watching or Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'll I'll throw it on every once in a while. I mean, just to get a good laugh. Honestly, I actually turned it on Tubi for a little bit before I went to work and while I was working. And honestly, it it was a good movie to kind of, you know, pass the time a little bit. Got to put it right next to Triloquist. Oh, Oh, that movie. So we can watch it every once in a while? No, I don't ever want to watch Triloquist again. (laughs) You see it like twice? (laughs) I've seen it twice. That's too many times right there. Twice too many. Ash, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Uh, I mean, nothing to write home about, but it's a decent stoner flick. It's enjoyable to put on and uh, kind of space out, whatever. It's a good background movie or, you know, like you said, pass the time. Yeah. How about Tommy Chong, man? Tommy Chong is probably the best part of the movie, and he's in it for like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, he's not He's not even in this movie for most of it, but the, the time that he is in there, it's very classic, you know, very classic Chong type mm-hmm. humor and everything. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's this movie is just everything that you would really want from full moon features. That's really my final yeah. thoughts. I mean, I have a lot of these movies. I mean, we actually watched uh, Delta Delta Die not too long ago, right? <laughs> Ash? Yes. It's like, yeah, that's a Julie Strain movie, and that's got, you know, all kinds of interesting quirks to it. You know, still falls within the full moon features canon and everything. But, yeah, I think that, you know, this isn't the worst movie in the world. It's... Honestly, I think that maybe even Ginger Dead Man might be a little better than this one. Huh. You know, maybe maybe even Puppet Master and Killjoy is kind of better. But <clears throat> this movie does what it does well. And if you want something to put on around 420, this movie will do the trick. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and start winding down and start giving some promos. Ash, what's going on with Collateral Gaming? Well, our 420 special is going to be about GoldenEye. Uh, we have been playing it. Uh, I'm guessing I'm not going to have the episode out on 420 at this point. Well, but neither is this episode technically going to be out on 420. It's a good possibility it might be past midnight, right? <laughs> yeah, it might be already be past midnight, so yeah. 
whatevs. Um, but yeah, Gold and I will uh, be out as soon as possible. We've been playing on Robert's Nintendo 64, and it's been a blast. Yeah, that's great, man. Playing on original hardware. I mean, it, it's like I told you last night. It could be janky, you know, depending on uh, what you're playing and what console you're playing. Because you got to remember, these are still like 20, 30 some odd year old consoles, you know? Yeah. This is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to remember, like these things are going to be janky. Like they're not like, brand new anymore. Like like on some of those Sega Saturns, I mean, you can't even really do any type of internal saves because their batteries are usually corroded or whatever. The internal battery that they used to, for the save files, right? Usually that's corroded, and you have to replace it if you want to work. So yeah, I mean, original hardware. I mean, if you can get it in good shape, yeah, I mean, it's the way to go. But honestly, playing Goldeneye on N sixty four. I mean, what can you say about that, man? Yeah, it's, well, we are going to have a say about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, approximately 30 to 45 minutes of, of say about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great game to put on while high. And then next month, we will be doing Hellblade Cinema's Sacrifice. Interesting. Very so, interesting game. Moving towards our season finale. Yeah. And, Robert, I guess we're going to be getting back to filming, maybe... Yeah, probably within a week or two, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do something. Yeah, we're going to have to do something. So hopefully we'll get back to that here pretty soon. Like, especially since the season is ending. Yeah, everything's, uh, actually we got all our green back now. Everything's growing, right? Yeah, everything's starting to grow now. Like, I mean. So it looks good. All the winter went away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no longer looking like dreary winter time. Yeah. Finally. But yeah, with Collateral Cinema. We're coming up with sidekicks. I think that's pretty much going to be our season finale right there. And yeah, Chuck Norris, Jonathan Brandis. Holy shit, dude. That's a fun movie. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. Joe fucking Piscopo. What? What? Mako. What? Motherfucking Mako is in this. Oh, what? God damn, man. I mean, this is just a great little 90s movie, man. And, you know, we just did So I Married an Axe Murderer with Megan recently. So I, I think it's a good movie to kind of pair up with and everything. So and then, I mean, I guess we'll just start getting season. We'll start getting season six together. Yeah. 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 Time to get season six together. Nah. Robert, you're shaking your head saying no. We're going we're gonna to call it and then we're going to start another podcast. <laughs> oh, are we going to start the collateral wrestling finally? We're going to start a, a spinoff after this one. A spinoff? What's the spinoff going to be? Um, it's going to be like two dads, but two know, it's going to be one dad. <laughs> it's going to be like my two dads. It's going to be like my two dads. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that, you know, we had a fun 420. You know, th this was a lot of fun, guys. I, I had a blast, you know, and I guess we're going to go ahead and get a little more high. Because, you know, we, we have more to smoke and more movies to watch. It's like or, or video games to play, as it were. I, I mean, I think I was also playing the Simpsons arcade game while you we were playing GoldenEye. So that's always a blast to put on. Original Simpsons. Original Simpsons arcade game. Yep, I have the ROM for it. So that's always fun to play. And I guess we'll go ahead and call this one an episode. Happy 420, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed sitting down, smoking out with us, and chilling, and definitely watch Evil Bong and watch its other subsequent films. Check it out. Get high. 
have a blast. Slav Ukraine. <laughs> Leaders. Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.